This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. All right, Adam, we'll let you turn over and turn the light off and cut everything off. <laughs> you can Stop go ahead. Stop laughing. It's not funny, Josh. You can go ahead and Fuck. you can go ahead and lock the door, turn off the sink, turn your lights off and roll over. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Clock Dodgers Podcast. I am your host, Neil, and with me is my crew. <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking how, about. How dare you? How yeah. dare you? Yeah, a lovely listener left us a review, and they labeled you guys as the crew. So there's no reason to acknowledge you by name at this point. So, uh, no, I'm just kidding. Adam, Josh, I thought there was no better way to enter the show, you know, as the crew, but that's fine. We got the Chicago Kid Adam. What's up, Adam? The Chicago Kid. I got a nickname. Yeah, baby. But I don't know if yours is better than Oklahoma Cowboy Josh. <laughs> Howdy, Josh. Uh, How you doing, man? You doing good? What's up, Cowboy? <laughs> no. There's some cool no. people named Cowboy, man. Don't... There are not even people named Cowboy. Yes, there is. UFC fighter named Cowboy, one of the best. Isn't that his actual name, though? No, but it's not your oh. actual name either. Yours is Cowboy Josh. So Zero not- Cowboys are... <laughs> so, see, this is why I said I wanted to be named something else, and you guys scoffed at me, but being a Josh, it limits your your choices. Your upside is a little limited, I gotta admit. Yeah, you can't be Cowboy Josh. You got a low floor and a low ceiling. At least you can, like, be Josh or Joshua. As Adam, I get nothing. There are no other options. I don't really feel like the UA gives me a lot of utility. Neil's got nothing either. He's just Neil. Neil. Or Neo from the Matrix, but those are my I don't know. I feel like a Joshua, that, that sounds like, that sounds like a fancy lad. Yeah, it does sound kind of fancy. You're definitely a Josh. <laughs> Does sound kind of fancy. All right. Anyway, listen. Thank you to whoever blessed us with that five star and calling these guys the crew rather than by naming them by their names. I appreciated it more than anybody could imagine, but that's okay. It does mean a lot to us that we got a review, though. The reviews are always great. So, hey, we, lo- we love this stuff, man. Send us some more reviews. Now, let's move on to what's actually important here, what we're actually here for, which is the football. We're going to start with the headlines, the news, the injuries, all that kind of stuff that we feel is important to mention. A pair of big-time tight ends are out this week, fellas. Kittle sitting out this week versus the Cardinals. And even more serious is Hooper. He's missing a lot of time. We don't really exactly know how much. 
but his is more serious. However, both are important players. Wait, are you guys a little concerned now? Titans, you know, they're already a thin position and it seems to be we're losing some of our top guys. Well, real quick, uh, something just came out like an hour ago where Kyle Shanahan kind of pulled back on the George Kittle won't play. Uh, He said it's a little premature, so I guess there's an off chance that he plays, which is really annoying for fantasy because he also has this phenomenal matchup against the Cardinals who he just destroyed. Um, So I don't know. That one to me is super perplexing because if it comes down to the last minute, I mean, if he plays, you're going to feel like you need to start him but I have no idea what his workload's going to be. Yeah, that's worse than him being out. So that sucks, you know, because you don't know what to do now. Damn. Hmm. I'll be playing. You'll be playing him regardless? I think you got to, right? I mean, it's just, it's too hard in that that level of matchup. I mean, especially at tight end, because I feel like tight end's one of the few positions where, you know, if you swing and a miss, it's not going to be as detrimental. But, yeah, I mean, he just had 19 points against him. Like, he just had a huge week. So, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like you, you got to go back to him if he plays. But and we'll plus, your fill-ins just don't even have that ceiling. Like, it's not like wide receiver where you can throw in Taylor Gabriel and maybe he has 15 points. Like, good luck finding a tight end from the waiver wire that actually has George Kittle ceiling. That's true. Well, that... And that actually, I guess that kind of brings to the other side of things, which is with Austin Hooper out, is the tight end viable in Atlanta, even in like DFS or anything? Or does it automatically just mean that they're going to be targeting the wide receivers there even more? And is it a bump to Calvin Ridley and to Russell Gage? Yeah, I think it's probably Julio, Calvin, Russell Gage. There, there is a guy on that roster. His name is Jaden Graham, and uh, he showed a little bit in preseason. But I, I, it seems a lot more likely to me that Ridley and Julio pick it up. That makes sense. And then also Ingram is out too still, right? So, well, I don't know if it's confirmed, but, like, he's still trying to come back. So, man, all the top tight ends are, like, getting beat up. Yeah, yeah. that's how that position goes. Not much it's rude, man. I, didn't he know that we draft top tight ends so that we don't have to draft another, draft another one? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even streaming tight ends been tough. Like, Will Disley went out. I mean, there, there's been guys who, you know, have came out of nowhere, been great, and then are gone again. So, yeah, it's it's a tough position to keep cycling through. Yeah, it's not pretty. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree with you guys as far as, like, you know, the replacements are – very little, you know, so if you got a Kittle situation, you start them with the Hooper situation, obviously, you know, I don't think any of us think you, you go with an Atlanta tight end unless it's your last resort, really, I guess. Um, so, yeah, but there is something else happening in Atlanta, and that's Brian Hill. Some people are excited about that. Josh. Some people are very excited about that. Why? 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 It's because he's got the workload. He's got the workload now. I mean, even Freeman is hurt. So... Why would we not be excited about this? I mean, he's not on our trust issues, but you but you trust the hell out of him? For this week, with Freeman and Ito out? Yeah, for sure. Look, Devonta Freeman has is number 12 in weighted opportunities. 
So even though like the Atlanta backfield has not been super productive, there there is enough there. And I think I think Brian Hill is a good enough player to do something with it. Yeah, all we need to know is that the running backs behind Brian Hill on the depth chart have a combined three carries on the season. Damn. Uh it's basically Brian Hill and absolutely nothing. So he's going to get a workload. It's just, what does that look like in an Atlanta team that can't win a game and has Matt Ryan dominating? I mean, I think that he's going to be put in a lot of plus matchup situations. I think in DFS, it's like a lock button play just because he's so cheap. Um, And I think, you know, in your weekly leagues, running backs tough to come by. So when you've got a guy who's going to be getting all the touches, you almost don't even think about it. You you basically place him in any lineup unless you've just got some dominant running back core. Yeah, like all my lineups that had Derrick Henry on by Brian Hill looks real nice in that spot. I don't feel bad about it at all. Yeah, it's a nice feeling. I can't argue that. So yeah, so Brian Hill's gonna be a major focus this week. We'll see how that how that plays out, but it seems like everyone feels good about it. Everywhere I see, everyone feels good about it. I haven't really seen anybody knock Brian Hill, so everyone seems to be excited. Um, I'm trying to think of any other big injury news that we gotta talk about really quick. Jacoby Brissett will be back starting for those who care. Uh, Fuller's inching closer, but I don't think he'll be back this week. Did anyone see anything otherwise? No, it's kind of been a slow news week. Yeah. Like and, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Amari Cooper has in practice, <laughs> but he did the same thing last week and then balled out. So uh, that's not really a matter. Don't worry about it if you got Amari Cooper, I guess. So that's really about it as far as, you know, the injuries or any um, guys that are filling in for people that we feel should be mentioned. So let's just jump over then to trust issues. Let's just jump right in. The first man on the list, his name has been brought up pretty often in this podcast, actually. Darius Slayton. He's been brought up. Who was he brought up by first, guys? Can either one of you tell me? Uh, yeah, it was you. And you were like, man, he's going to be great this week. That's right. He was awful. That's right. And then what did he do after that, though? Every week after <laughs> And then that. he was great. And then yeah. he was awful. And then he was great again. And then he was amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's basically been the Darius Slayton trajectory. It's been unpredictable. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, I, I feel good that I mentioned him first before you two clowns. And, That's you know, true. I need credit for call. that. I need credit for that. Playmakers make plays, right, Josh? Yeah, that's that's so true. <laughs> is he a Will Fuller or is he going to be more consistent? Oh, I don't know if he's Will Fuller, but he's on the field and I think he's going to get targets. Maybe maybe not 14 targets again, but like, you know, he's he's kind of in that same vein as as a Brian Hill, like where you've got him, you've got a player that's out. He he is not a bad villain. So you trust him? Yeah. I I would I I don't think he's gonna do what he did. I don't think he's even gonna give us twenty PPR points. But like, I wouldn't be surprised if he got fourteen or fifteen out of Darius Slayton this week. It's not too shabby. Adam, you trust him? Um. Well. For starters, I would be shocked if he did that this week because they're on bye. Um, but uh, <laughs> oh damn, is he really? Yeah, but oh but damn, okay. hold uh, up. I think you're wrong. But anywho, uh, 
the following week, they actually play Chicago. So as far as trust goes, I, I really, I really trust him. I mean, I think this is something that is a, a huge, huge positive sign. Uh, him being able to be targeted even 14 times in a game just shows that they're they're kind of growing this rapport. And you know, the young quarterback, young wide receiver tandem can really gel. And uh, I'm I'm excited to see like what it can do, especially because in the fantasy playoffs. The Giants play both Miami and Washington, and those should be huge plus matchups. So yeah, I was just going to say. As Darian Slayton is like a flex play that can just hammer home a game for you. I mean, he's one of these guys who I mean, he's going to be boom bust, but I don't know. This is kind of an interesting like strategic thing that I've been curious to get other people's opinion on. But do you think a play like Darius Slayton – you're way more comfortable making just when you're in a league that's like you're starting 11 players each week as opposed yeah, to a sure. starting eight. Like, I, I mean, it's see, I guess it seems like common sense, but that, that was essentially what I was going to say is like, he's, he's a guy on my deep starter leagues that I, I want to have and that I'm sad. I don't cause he's, he has that huge boom potential that he can win you a week and, you know, he's going to have some dud weeks. I wouldn't be shocked if this, you know, week off the bye against Chicago is one of those dud weeks. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a huge upside. So as you confirmed, he won't win this week for you, right, Josh? Um, yeah, but... yeah, against bye, players are doing pretty bad this year. Yeah, so that's some expert analysis right there. But he does have, to finish out the year, the Bears, the Packers, the Eagles, Dolphins, and Redskins, like Adam mentioned. So, I mean, that is a pretty pretty nice you know wrap up to the year so i think he is a guy that if you don't have now i mean obviously it's gonna be hard to i don't know would it be hard to buy him right now at a regular at a fair price or is the owner of that guy gonna act crazy right now because the last game i think I mean, you gotta go after darius slayton with like you gotta be making a bigger deal because if you just go after slayton the price goes up 50 percent yeah, and he's, would, one, he's one of those guys that we mentioned last week about playoff schedules. Here's an opportunity for you to take a guy whose schedule you don't like and who has played decent and trade for a guy like him whose schedule looks good to close out the year that maybe you feel better about, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like right now his price is just going to be so inflated and yeah. then with going on a bye week, the week after that playing in Chicago. I don't know. So maybe let him um, flop against the Bears and then you go for him. Yeah, but then that's tough because you're coming up against trade deadlines that's in a lot true. of leagues because that's week 12. So that would be after week 12. So you'd be trading for him in week 13. So I don't know what, you, you know, every league's different as far as how late in the you know year you can trade for him. But uh, especially in dynasty leagues, I think that would be the play. Yeah. You know, let him decrease in value a little bit or at least seem, you know, like a boom bust asset or continue to seem that way. But I don't know. I trust him, man. I trust him the rest of the way. Adam, it doesn't sound like you trust him that much. No, I do. I trust him in those plus matchups late in the year. I think he's going to be really matchup dependent. Um, But I think that he definitely has the chance to have some huge weeks. And I think it's more like this year is just going to be tough for the Giants in general to, you know, have positive games. Um, But with him being 22 years old, I mean, from a dynasty perspective, I think he's – 
got gigantic upside. All right, let's move on. We have another guy, Derek Henry, on this list, who, before we go any further, is on by this week. Um, we are aware of that. <clears throat> we are aware of that. Ouch. Uh, yeah, he's on by this week, but he's had a big season so far, man. And I, I've seen a lot of talk of Derrick Henry on the timeline these days. And it seems like, I don't know, it seems like some people aren't crazy about him. And then some people are super crazy about him. So I'm curious where you two fall. Let me just say the rest of the year, we got a bye week this week. And then we have the Jaguars, the Colts, the Raiders, the Texans, and the Saints. That's through week 16. Does any of that get you guys really excited with Henry or... Are you part of this strange group that's not excited about Henry? Or, or how are you guys feeling on this one? I mean, I was saying it on last week's podcast. Like, if you can trade for Derrick Henry, now is the time to do it. I said that last week. He went off and was uh, either the top or second highest fantasy scorer last week. I can't recall for sure. But, like, Derrick Henry's the RB5 in PPR leagues right now. And this is the beginning of the year. Like, everyone has this impression that Derrick Henry is this monster at the end of the year. Well, that's coming. So if that's possible, that's what's going to happen. What people seem to be afraid of is their upcoming schedule and Tennessee not being in plus matchups and, you know, him being game scripted out, I guess. But, I mean, to me, it's Derrick Henry. And they're going to continue to feed him the ball. And the colder it gets, the more they're going to feed him the ball. And I just think that, you know, with how well he's performed, I don't think you can trade him for really anything outside of if you're getting like a Dalvin Cook. I don't even think I'd trade him for Aaron Jones at this point because I think that down the stretch, he, he to me, has huge upside, and I want that on my team. Yeah, and this is like a PSA to the fantasy community. I understand the Raiders are on the schedule, and so you're scared, but don't be. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. It's going to be okay. This is Derrick Henry. He is, if we're talking about trust, like he is what you trust in the Titans. Like that, like if you're going to trust anything, it's him, right? So he's had a great year so far. There's nothing other than the Raiders on the schedule for you to point to that. He's had a struggle. So, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't get, I don't get the, I don't get the flack he's getting. And, and Adam, it's important to mention that you said he's number five in PPR. Like nobody would have believed that, right? Like before everyone always looked at this guy as like, you know, he's not, going to be good in PPR formats or as good. And it's just like, he's proved that wrong. And so like, I don't understand why there's any, I don't get why he's getting any slack right now. I just don't get it. He, he doesn't have the floor that somebody who's getting six targets a game right. is going to have, but he just, he has the ceiling. And uh, I think it also probably goes back to a lot of like, if you're playing in leagues where you start six or seven guys, it might be tough to start a Derrick Henry who doesn't have floor. But if you're starting 10 or 11 guys, that ceiling becomes a lot more important. Yeah. Man, I like Derrick Henry. I don't get it. I don't get the hate. I like him, man. Like Adam said, he's only going to get better going the rest of this year as he, as, he, as he continues to proceed, as other guys wear down. Henry's just going to hurt defenses, man. I don't get it. We all trust him. That's very obvious. We don't really need to explain. We don't have to say it. We've already explained it. Um, the next one is list... one quick yeah, thing on the end of that, just because uh, it's funny and it doesn't really have to do with Derrick Henry, but Derrick Henry's the RB five right now. He has 170 fantasy points in PPR leagues. Christian McCaffrey has outscored him by over a hundred fantasy points That's in crazy. one less game. <laughs> That's crazy. It's just like, what is he doing? <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know, but it's definitely time to sell him for Montgomery for sure. Um, this is the window. This is the window. Let's move on to another guy you mentioned just a couple of seconds ago, Adam, and it's Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones has made our trust issue list. Anyone want to take a stab at this? Yeah, I do. Trust, because I think this is like one of my biggest hits on the year. Like, I, I hit a home run you did. with Aaron Jones. I'll admit it. I mean, I've did. been all over Aaron Jones. I uh, I mean, he's one of my, like, three highest owned best ball running backs. And, I yeah, I mean... Whew. I feel I feel almost like I lucked out because he's had some monster touchdown games. But really, I mean, at this point, I think that Green Bay just like I, I it, it's crazy. But I think that Aaron Rodgers bought into somebody else's offense and it's working. And the way that they're, you know, able to run the ball. I mean, both Williams and Jones have been super viable, but Aaron Jones is the one getting the touchdowns. And man, I just, I, I got to keep rolling him out there every single week. Yeah, he's the. Uh, he's... It's just it's all touchdowns though. Like he's, you know, he's very much in a in a timeshare. He's getting sixty percent of the work. It's it's all on the red zone touches and touchdowns. Josh, you can say it. He's the Will Fuller of running backs. I just like, do we think that the touchdown streak continues? That's, that's I mean, what it has he, to be. He, he's been like bad and then amazing and then like, okay, okay. And then b- amazing and then bad. And then it's just like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's predictable in any way or if, if we could look back and see exactly where he's done bad and why, you know, why those cases have happened. But I mean, like Adam said, he's had some monster games and then he's had games where he's like basically been like three points, four points. Um, he does have, you know, he catches the ball that, that, that share kind of concerns me a little bit. I feel like, especially as the season goes on, are we concerned at all that they'll share more and more or that it'll lean one way or the other? I don't know if that'll change. You know, I always get, I'm always afraid of, of splits that are so split like this that, you know, and maybe that is, it. I have to look back on the games that he did bad. Did Williams do amazing or did they just both do bad? No, I mean, Williams has been really, really consistent more or less. Um, but I, I think we over over concern ourselves with the split backfields in the NFL today. I mean, remember Alvin Kamara was a top five fantasy running back, you know, like with Mark Ingram in the backfield. Like you don't need a ton of touches. And the thing that Aaron Jones is doing is he's succeeding both in the running game and in the passing game. It's not like he is only rushing the last two weeks. He's only had one reception, but just three weeks ago against Kansas City, he had seven receptions for 159 yards. I mean, the guy has an insane skill set that spans basically anything you could want from a running back. I think what Green Bay's doing is they're utilizing him smart. They they know they can't overuse him and have him for the playoffs. So they think that Williams is a capable back. They're utilizing him as well. And I think for fantasy, how can we be disappointed? I mean, this is the workload he's getting, and he's the RB3 in PPR leagues. So I have a feeling it's either going to stay pretty consistent or have the potential to go up still because he's not receiving that big of a workload. And if that workload increases, I mean, his fantasy production could as well. Yeah, I I can't say I don't trust him. I I certainly trust him, but I also trust that he's going to have games where he may not be so... So, uh, so, so much of a factor, I guess. 
and again, I don't, I haven't looked at close enough to see exactly why that is or, you know, what else has happened in those games. But I feel like, you know, you have to take the good with the bad, you know, he's going to have those huge games where he's going to win you weeks. And you hope that if he does disappear again, that it's not in, you know, the game that matters in the playoffs overall, um, Josh, do you trust Aaron Jones? No, oh, no. I, I mean, if I had him, I think you keep playing him. But, like, I'm just waiting for the bottom to drop out. And if he doesn't score a touchdown, the best he's been is RB33. Like, there's just – there's no there's no floor. The floor is falling out, Adam. Sorry, buddy. Josh doesn't trust him. He does not trust Aaron Jones. So you trust Derrick Henry a lot more? Derrick Henry's getting all the opportunity. So would, so would you so would a Derrick Henry Aaron Jones trade happen? That's interesting. I think it that's might. totally fair. I, I honestly I think that's fair in both dynasty and redraft. I don't know which side I'd want more, honestly. <laughs> I think Aaron Jones is a better player. Like he's a, he's a very good player. I don't think that's the issue. He, you know, he has passing game talent. Yeah. These guys are above some pretty impressive names. I mean, the list, you know, they're both up there in the top five. So, I mean, it's hard to argue either one. That is, I mean, it's hard to say you can't trust either one of these guys when they're both top five. It's just a matter of, you know, when the fantasy playoffs come around, you know, how, how do you feel? You know, how, how do you feel about putting it all on, on one of these guys and, you know, letting them carry your team to the promised land? Uh, but I think you have to trust them. I'm not gonna lie. Most of my teams would be better off with Aaron Jones in the lineup <laughs> than than what I'm starting at running back. But it does just feel like he's gotten a pretty good ride on the the touchdown variance wagon. I don't know what that's what's that's what's going on. It maybe it continues. You know, if if Green Bay's offense keeps clicking and they keep deciding to run in the red zone, then I guess he has a good chance of continuing. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fr- fun to follow, to follow these two guys. Um, Damn, pack- actually, real quick, yep. I was just thinking, it, this is kind of a weird thought, but I did so many drafts this year that like stuff like this is ingrained in my memory. Both these guys were going in like the third round. You easily could have started a fantasy draft this year: Christian McCaffrey, Aaron Jones, Derrick Henry. Yeah, and just be dominated. <laughs> be killing it. It's. Yeah. I don't think I have any of those teams. <laughs> no, I don't either. I think I'd be well aware if I did. And Aaron Jones is on by this week, so if you got your Brian Hills, he's your fill-in. Right, right, Josh? Right, right? That's he's right. Your that's guy. right. He's your guy. All right, that's it for Trust Issues. Those were the three players that we were pondering this week. Let's move over to our rank em. We Josh, Josh put some work in on this one again, man. Josh is putting in work on these notes. He's got the showdown slate. He actually added names this week. I see you, Josh. I'm going to acknowledge you, man. <laughs> I'm going to acknowledge it. I'm going to acknowledge your your work ethic here. Bucks and Saints, the showdown slate. We're going to rank them. Are you prepared for this, Adam? I mean, I have actual questions for Josh. Like, okay. Josh, are, are you intending for this to um, have more of a DFS slant and actually be based upon their salaries, or are we just talking straight up? I wasn't thinking salaries. Okay. So we got Michael Thomas, Mike Evans, 
Chris Godwin and and Adam, you can feel free to take a DFS angle, man. There's plenty of people. Well, it's interesting because I would rank him differently in DFS just because Michael Thomas is priced up higher than any wide receiver basically ever. Uh, he's being priced at 9900 right now, where Mike Evans, I believe, is at 75 or 76. I can confirm that in two seconds. Uh, he's priced at 7400. So. Yeah, that price difference is pretty insane for uh, guys that have very similar upside. Um, I think, personally, if I had to rank them without, um, Mike Evans and Michael Thomas, to me, are basically neck and neck. Um, They're two sides of, you know, opposite sides of the same coin, if you will, you know. Um, As far as which one outperforms the other, I think it's really just going to depend mostly on game flow. Tampa Bay is at home, so I think that they have some positively coming from that, but they were at home last week, and that really didn't matter. Uh, It seems like, I mean, Mike Evans, he's basically going to have this huge boom game, or he's going to bottom out. Michael Thomas has a way higher floor, so I think Michael Thomas would be first for me, Mike Evans second, and, and Galladay third. Or Galladay, Godwin. Yeah, I I'd flip. I'd go Michael Thomas, Godwin, Evans, just because of that boom bust narrative there for Evans. I don't trust it as much, and you know Godwin's my guy, but they are neck and neck. I don't think it really matters. But um, Josh, how do you see this one? You know, I don't. I think we have to say that Godwin has not quite as much ceiling as Mike Evans. He's not going to drop a forty burger probably, but he definitely gives you those spike games. So I, I have a hard time putting Evans very far ahead of Godwin. And then Michael Thomas seems definitely like the, the safest play. So I, I would go just like it is. Michael Thomas, Mike Evans, Godwin. But with what you said about salary, I think with salary considered, I'd probably be very tempted to play Evans and take the savings. Where's DFS Siege when you need him? He would have picked Godwin <laughs> with me. what do you think of the last three weeks though with godwin i mean you know basically he just hasn't found the end zone if we're just being honest you know he's still getting a decent target share i don't know i guess i kind of answered my own question but (laughs) you know he he more or less though like you know six for 74 seven for 61 four for 43 he's being incorporated in the game but he's definitely not getting that monster share that we were seeing before where you know he was having these huge blow-up games week after week after week yeah no yeah i know what you mean i mean as far as i mean i don't know i just feel like it could swing so easily to either one of these guys and if if they target on mike you know mike evans then you know godwin's gonna get you know less attention and i mean also i think the saints are without uh what's his name this week too which is great for both guys um Lattimore. i think oh he's man out. i think he's out I, yeah and i forgot but uh the last time that uh, New Orleans and Tampa Bay played this year, Mike Evans was shut out, and yeah. Godwin had a gigantic game. Come on, baby. Come so, on. yeah, I mean, there's narrative street for you. Narratives. These are the variables, man. We got to consider them, Adam. Got to consider the variables. Got to. I'm sure somewhere DFSC is just like, yeah, yeah. Happy about that. All right. Next, guys, we have here are the afternoon th- three, three o'clock slate. Is that what this says? After the one o'clock slate. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> Afternoon one. slate. We have 
So, so Josh, uh, for us normal folk, it's three o'clock, but Neil was very confused by the time I was. He wrote down. I was. <laughs> he was like four thirty. What I'm are like, you talking about? I don't about? watch football at three o'clock, my man. His first games are still on. But I got gotcha. you. You're going off this weird time zone that you belong to. That's fine. Um, we got Josh Jacobs, David Montgomery, and Joe Mixon. I bet you guys can't guess who I would go with first. It's got to be David Montgomery. Yeah, of course it is, right? I mean, I just traded a CMC for him. Got to get me my Montgomery in there. No, I would go Jacobs. What? Mixon, <laughs> even though he's playing my Raiders, and then Montgomery. What's yeah, up? I'm right there with you. I mean, after the Bengals gave Mixon 30 carries last week while getting decimated, it's just become obvious that they're tanking hardcore. And I, I mean, I don't think you can rely on anything with Chicago anymore. So I have no idea what they're going to do with David Montgomery next week. I mean, I would not be shocked at all if he outproduced Joe Mixon. Um, but I think that he has a much greater likelihood of just bottoming out entirely. How do you feel about this, Josh? I'm curious what your, what your Josh. I would, I'm, I'm Mixon has a late season resurgence here, but it it doesn't really seem like that's. That's probably on the horizon. So, uh, yeah, Jacobs for sure would have to be first for me. There's just, you know, every reason to play him. And then I, I would keep it the same. I would go Mixon because he's locked into the volume at least, even if it's on a bad team in an offense that doesn't score points. And then Montgomery just because the workload is a question mark. Yeah. I think Jacobs has a top three running back potential this week. Right behind McCaffrey. Oh, right, right McCaffrey yeah, I mean, for sure. Playing Cincinnati, I think that his upside is just fantastic. I mean, he'll be he'll be a very popular play in DFS, that's for sure. All right, so we all agree on that one. And the last one we have here is Sunday night to Monday. And it's, oh, man, our boy has found his way to our show again. Jared Goff, where I don't think they talk about this guy more on his own team than we talk about him. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky, Chicago boy, and Phillip Rivers, who just got his face smashed in last week by the Raiders. How do you guys rank these three? I have them Rivers first, looking for a little redemption after after last week against a division rival. Then we got, I'm actually going to put Goff second, and I'm going to put Trubisky last because I don't trust anything from Chicago except Adam. Oh, look at that. It's right? the nicest thing you've said in a long time, dude. Hey, you got to <laughs> sprinkle in some compliments. Would you really like let Adam watch your kids? Not really. I mean, that's not a level that's, of trust. Come on. That's, that's, <laughs> that's responsibility. Yeah, that's asking for too much. I'm great with kids, though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just throw that out there in no. case you need a babysitter. Yeah, yeah. In, ca- in case anyone needs a babysitter. You know. <laughs> I'm looking out. Uh, yeah, I... Um, I think I actually have it the exact same way Neil does. I mean, Rivers, it, it's shocking that the last three, he's failed to top, you know, 13 fantasy points. But I think against Kansas City, it's going to be the correct game script for him to kind of get right. Um, then ultimately, in the Battle of Chicago and, and L.A., I mean, the Rams are playing at home. You've got to think that, you know, they should be the favorites in the game. So just from a game script standpoint, he probably golf probably has the greater likelihood, but like 
I think it's just mean that you guys included this at all because I've been, you know, the one touting Jared Goff, and I've got to talk about him after he puts up six points and uh, <laughs> is facing my Chicago Bears, who I, you know, don't want him to do well against. But, it, it, I mean, Jared Goff is just – he's the ultimate boom-bust quarterback. <laughs> like, if he has a decent matchup, he's going to score anywhere between, like, 17 and 25 points – and if he faces a defense that has his number, he's going to score you five points or less. <laughs> it will happen. That is what he is. Guys, I figured it out, and I know why I love Jared Goff. He's Blake Bortles without the rushing. This is true. That's, that's fantastic, right? Yeah, well, I love it. I mean, it's great for fantasy, so I'm going to keep rolling him out there, especially if you know it's him or Mitchell Trubisky that you've got to decide between. Dude, Goff is getting shitted on lately, man. Goff is just man. The Rams are. I, I, I'm sure you guys have seen. I mean, I, we've talked about it and stuff. Like the Rams are really getting questioned now for their team building aspect, because you know their philosophy was kind of we had this rookie QB on a rookie salary, and he's good enough for us to trade all of our first round picks away and add guys who cost a lot of money and you know run for a championship. And it and it's not happening right now. How they planned it and. You know, everyone thought they were kind of like this new, um, you know, let's watch how these guys do it because this is how the rest of the league has to copy it. And right now it's looking like, you know, it's going backwards. So it's going to be interesting to see how these guys either right the ship or, you know, blow this thing up because now they have no draft picks to blow it up with. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out, if this is like just a complete disaster moving forward or if they somehow pull themselves out of it. But uh, Wait, real quick, isn't it already a success? I mean, they went to the Super Bowl last year. Now, obviously, like, the goal every year is to win the Super Bowl, but only one team does that. So I think in, like, the short span that Sean McVay has been there and Jared Goff has been the quarterback, like, they've been extremely successful. So, I mean, yes, they're definitely not living up to that, and I understand that people are questioning it, but I think it's just mostly because they're in L.A., they're under a microscope because they were in the Super Bowl last year. Like, I don't know. It seems overblown. Mm, I disagree with you, man. Disagree with you. Josh, how do you feel about this? Well, tell us your group you know, first, I, if you want. The Rams were good with Goff still being Goff. Like, I don't think that whatever's going on with the Rams is Goff's fault. Whether it's offensive line or yeah, the scheme is just not novel anymore. I don't, I don't really think the blame belongs to Goff. And I think I might play him. I'd like Philip Rivers just does he have any ceiling at all? I mean, like he will get you ten points, rain or shine, but do you want that? <laughs> Jared Goff might only get you five, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like he might also get you twenty-five. Mm, it's possible. I don't know. I think I would play Goff. As weird as that feels. Goff has eleven touchdowns and nine interceptions this year. It's not pretty. <laughs> it's not pretty right now. But that's Adam's boy. That's Adam's boy. That guy is still throwing a crazy amount of attempts a game and just can't seem to get any points out of it. That's crazy. All right. Well, how do you rank these guys? Do you rank them? Do you rank them Rivers or Goff first? I go Goff first. Goff, okay. Rivers, Trubisky. What is going on if, here? You're the you Goff hater. Fantasy, now you're Goff first. I, the other two are just like, I don't, what, what's the ceiling? I mean, Mitchell Trubisky used to have ceiling, but I'm just not sure that he does anymore. 
No, he did last year. Yeah, but... I bought Integer Biscuit this year. Like, coming into the year, I'm like, yes, yeah, this is his year. It's going to all come together. Nope. Hasn't happened. Well, this is a shitty situation. If you have any three of these guys, uh, thanks for playing. And uh, we'll see you next week. All right. That's it for our rank em. We knocked that out. We have not so obvious flex of the week. Due to our playoff special last week, we didn't host a flex of the week last week. So there's nothing to look back on as far as who won and who didn't. Uh, this week is back. We're in full effect. I must say, if you stashed some of my guys that I've previously mentioned, I'll say again, I need some credit for this man, Slayton. Ha- have any of the guys that you guys have mentioned in the past done well after they didn't do well for the week you mentioned them? I mean, that's not how the game works at all. Now. I need to know. I need to know. <laughs> I need to know if you guys have had any consistency here. I got Slayton, Demarius Thomas has done okay. Like I've, I've thrown out some legit guys who have carried on after that. When Neil picks a player for lock of the week, it's like lock of the season. The rest of the season, yeah, it counts. <laughs> it still counts. Neil's playing best ball, and we're setting lineups. Yeah, it still counts. Anyway, I, don't know. Uh, I think I had Ronald Jones at some point this year. Um, you had? Uh, did you say Crowder one time too? Yeah, yeah. at one He's point, been doing yeah, really well. Crowder's been doing well. Josh um, is the one that's hit on nobody at all the entire night. Yeah, no nobody. He's bad at Will this. So I guess we'll let Josh kick it off. Yeah, week. let's just Josh go first. Okay, so so this week my my lock of the week is going to be a player that Neil might actually approve of. It is Debo Samuel. Yes. So Emmanuel Sanders is, uh, you know, injured. He's being an old man, and in the meantime, Samuel's is getting, you know, sorry, his his snap count is is shooting up fifty eight percent, sixty eight, sixty six, eighty six. Okay, his his targets are trending in the right direction, three, seven, eleven, and honestly, I would almost rather rather Kittle play just to help the offense as a whole be on the field and continue drives. But there's going to be a lot of opportunity for Debo, and I think that they have no choice but to involve him in this this game. I like it. Also, the Cardinals. I mean, I love it too. It's a fantastic play for DFS. It's already somebody who I've been targeting this week. So, yeah, that's awesome. All right. Thanks. Who do you got, Adam, to match up with? Oh, this will be fun. I hope I snipe Neil because I'm taking a Raider. Oh, I know you're taking my guy. That's it. You yeah, me. I'm taking a Raider, and I'm taking a Raider who leads the team in targets over the last three weeks, and that's Hunter Renfro. Yep, you just um, took my guy. All right. Yeah. Is that who you wanted, I, bud? I swear it was. <laughs> Oh, Go it ahead. feels good. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> no, I mean, it's a phenomenal plus matchup for Oakland. Um, they're playing the winless Cincinnati Bengals. They're playing at home. They're favored by double digits. I mean, it, and like I just mentioned, Renfro has seen more targets in the last three weeks than Darren Waller, than uh, Williams. Like, he's, he's getting the looks there and honestly i think that this is going to be one of those games where it's going to be like oprah you know you get a touchdown you get a touchdown everybody gets a touchdown and, <laughs> uh yeah i mean it, you, you want pieces of this offense just because it's going to be such a great matchup and i love him in dfs he's only four thousand on dk so i'll be playing him on there and i think he's perfect for lock of the week nice nice thanks for stealing my guy Thanks for cool. You got backups. It's, it's also, you know, hey, Zay Jones, who hasn't done anything yet, 
said after Renfro caught a ball touchdown two weeks ago, he's like, that ain't no rookie stuff right there. That's big time. Renfro's coming, baby. <laughs> like like Zay Jones would know. Oh, don't do he's that. He's like, man. I know what real football players don't look like. Don't do that, man. Don't I've do that. I've watched a lot of them from the sideline. Wow. This guy really, <laughs> really insulted the shit out of my boy. It's all right. All right. No problem. Um, now that I have to scramble for somebody, um, is Marquise Brown okay for this or is that too not, not not fair? If he's healthy and playing, I think he's totally fine. Okay, so I'm not I'm not is he playing is he healthy? He looks healthy. <laughs> he looks he's on by. I had this oh, I had no he's I'm not. I'm looking at a photo of him. He looks pretty good, man. I have this thing where <laughs> I always pick players and they get hurt by the time the show comes out. Um all right. I think he's healthy, so I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with Marquise Brown, because as of as of this minute of this recording, he's healthy. Um, so I'm gonna roll with him since you took my Renfro. So now I have to hope that the Raider does worse than the Raven. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna take him. He's been balling out. He's done good last week. Uh, his quarterback is arguably the best quarterback in the entire NFL, and so it's hard to. Uh, he's playing Houston. Houston has been adding cornerbacks left and right off the waiver wire and trading for them and all this kind of stuff, trying to patch up their secondary. So, yeah, I look for Marquise Brown to exploit them, and I think he can uh, beat both of your guys. So I feel good about it. Is there a worse wide receiver core in the NFL than what the Ravens have? Overall as a group, probably not, no. And Lamar Jackson is still – I mean, he rushes, but – the Washington Redskins. Mm. Well, they got McLaurin. They got McLaurin. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. Bad. They got McLaurin. <laughs> that's still just one guy. Miami, okay. Miami, maybe. Devontae no, Parker. Preston. No, they got Preston. I mean, yeah, that's true. Man, this may be the worst. Um, Buffalo. I really thought Washington. Buffalo. Totally what about Buffalo? For a second. No, Buffalo's got John Brown. John Brown, though. I mean, they got stuff. You know? <laughs> they got stuff. <laughs> Everybody's got some stuff. That's important. <laughs> it's important to mention that they got some stuff, and that might just be better than right what the Ravens have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fucking Jackson is amazing, man. Nothing short of amazing. I think we're actually going to beat you guys this week now. I'm more, okay. I don't know who I'm concerned more about Debo or Hunter. Hey, we all picked Debo. rookie wide receivers. Oh, look at that. Oh. That was not intentional, folks. That is just how in sync we are. Find a better trio of podcasters who are more in sync than us three. You won't find them. Were you going to say something, Josh? I'm just glad that Adam has not broken into an in sync song after the new kids on the block. <laughs> I, he does I love was going to say, now before we say bye, 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 let's go over the power. <laughs> <no foul. laughs> All right. So Marquise Brown, Debo Samuel, Hunter Renfro. Put them down. We'll throw up a Twitter poll. This is going to be interesting to see what the people say on this week. I think we all picked. This is probably the closest week we've all picked together as far as like all guys with upside. I will will say I like all three of these plays. I will probably play all three of these guys in DFS. (laughs) If you win, we want some credit. All right. Let's move over to foul or no foul and get closer to closing this episode out. Foul or no foul. I have three of them. Three foul or no fouls. The first one is an interesting one. I got I to gotta admit, the, the NFL has announced that Colin Kaepernick has an open tryout for teams this Saturday. It came out of nowhere. 
even for Colin Kaepernick's people, it came out of nowhere. No one knew what was happening. They just called him up and they're like, hey, you got two hours to agree or not agree on this. We're going to release it to the media and you have an open tryout. And Colin Kaepernick says he stayed in shape. He's been waiting for this opportunity. So he's going to be there. But there's been a lot of talk across the league and media on the Internet everywhere that some people feel that the NFL is playing games with Colin Kaepernick, that this is some kind of weird, you know, they don't know if it's something that they're trying to do to avoid, you know, lawsuits or other kind of issues, or if there's some kind of uh, NFL team who may be interested in Kaepernick and they're using this to like kind of protect them so they can kind of watch him, have a tryout for him and sign him. But like, it's kind of like under the, you know, under the roof of the NFL doing it. So it's like, no one will judge them for it. There's all kinds of weird stuff going around. So, the foul or no foul is the NFL is playing games with Colin Kaepernick by scheduling him for a workout on short notice this Saturday, mind you, while all the team's coaches and GMs are traveling or getting ready for games. Foul or no foul? I'll jump in. No foul. It seems super sketch. I feel like this is almost like when something weird comes out in the media and everybody's like, oh, what's the government covering up? Like, I'm wondering what the NFL's covering up right now, dude. Like, was there a domestic violence thing that, you know, went under the radar? Because it seems so weird. It came up all of a sudden. It's going to be this weekend. Like you said, I mean, teams are playing. Like, who's, I mean, supposedly Washington's rumored to be coming to watch. So I guess one team at least is, is scouting him. But it seems weird that the NFL is putting it on um, and there's not like a team that has requested for him to try out or to work out for him. I mean, everything about it screams more publicity than real. I don't know. Yeah. It's super shady for sure. What do you, what do you think about this, Josh? Have you, you have any thoughts on this man? It is fishy, but I so want to believe that there have just been like GMs, like pounding the table. give us Kaepernick. We, (laughs) we need Kaepernick. Why are you keeping Kaepernick from us? And they're finally giving in. The thing is, they like, wh- why do they need the NFL to do this? Is it because they don't want to be judged for for giving him a chance, or like, what what is that? You know, does anyone buy that narrative? It, I don't know. I don't like, know. they kind of need the NFL's approval. Like, yeah, it's okay to sign him now. Like, do you think that's what this is, or maybe maybe that was a thing? Oh my god, guys, I figured it out. <laughs> Colin Kaepernick goes to Washington. And they finally changed their name from the horribly racist thing that they've been calling themselves for years. That it's would be perfect. Kind of cool. And it's then great PR. It's great marketing. And then Jeff Bezos <laughs> buys the team. Oh, I love it. <laughs> it's brilliant. <laughs> this is brilliant. This is amazing. We, we, just, we just pieced it together. Our NFL fanfic is the best. <laughs> and Epstein didn't kill himself. Um <laughs> on to the oh, definitely didn't. <laughs> so yeah there's some weird stuff going on here all of us agree this is some shady shit by the nfl we don't know what the fuck's going on it's gonna be interesting to see how it plays out but it definitely doesn't look cool right now from the surface from the outside looking in i hope that we're all just you know it's just a you know media frenzy right now everyone's thinking of uh you know all these weird things that are happening and hopefully really a team does just come out and sign this guy and give him a chance so i hope that i hope it's a positive outcome of this and not just a waste of all of our time and something to disrespect Kaepernick in some weird way. Um, uh, I would love, sorry, I would just love for him to end up in Baltimore behind Lamar Jackson. It's funny. Craig Roman it's again. funny. Like, it's such a good situation. It would be amazing if he ended up there. Yeah. Carolina Panther safety Eric Reed is actually Kaepernick's friend, says that Colin Kaepernick was Jackson before Jackson. Like, 
he's like just like him, basically. Big arm, can run, smart guy. You I know. mean, no, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> he's sticking up for his friend, man. Come on. Yeah, All right. True. Yeah, I, I hope he does sign somewhere. We'll see how this plays years out. In there. We'll see how this plays out. It's also weird the NFL teams have been kind of like quiet about it when they're asked about it. They like move on. It's like what the hell's going on here, man? Um. All right. Number two. I thought this was an interesting one. A little mixed martial arts here, Adam. Nick Diaz wants to fight Jorge Masvidal to avenge his brother's loss, and this fight must happen. Fowler, no foul, Adam. Honestly, I'm going to say foul. Um, Did you see the interview with Ariel? I did. So, I don't know how you felt, but me watching it, like, I don't know if it's CTE. I don't know if the dude just, like, drinks and smokes way too much, but he, like, Nick Diaz has always kind of had a way of talking, mm-hmm. but he seemed way more out of it than normal. Um, and for him to be like trying to come back now, supposedly, and to try to come in and fight Jorge, like it to me, like it'd be cool in theory, but looking at him, I'm just like, I don't know. Like, are you really going to bring anything to Jorge Masvidal? Like, you haven't fought professionally in what almost five years now. Like, I just I don't see it happening. And Jorge should I mean he should be fighting for the title next. Like he's done everything that he should need to do. Like he's got this bad motherfucker title, great, but like the real title. Like he he needs to be next in line, or he needs to get like a gigantic money fight. And I don't really know what else there is out there for him. So. Nah, I don't. I don't know. Nick Diaz would be a big money fight, but I, I honestly, after watching the interview, I kind of leaning more that I don't want to see it. Yeah, it, it, it was interesting, and like even Masvidal responded on like a radio station. Um, they were playing a clip of it, and Nick Diaz kept saying something about take a walk, and then Masvidal was like, "Does he want me to take a walk, or does he want to fight?" Like I don't understand what he's what he's getting at here, but like what, and this is like not to disrespect Nick Diaz or anybody, but Nate Diaz actually has better communication now than Nick Diaz, and that's like. You know, Nate Diaz doesn't even talk great. So it's like Nick Diaz was all over the place, man. Like it was hard to even like he wasn't even putting senses together. It felt like sometimes. So, again, I don't know if that's like a social anxiety. It, I don't know what that was, but it was weird to see for sure. And maybe that's why he doesn't do a lot of interviews and stuff, man. Maybe there is some kind of anxiety or something. I don't know. Josh, you're not a big MMA guy. You don't know a lot about it, I guess. Right. But do you think that's cool for an older brother to fight the fighter who just beat his little brother? Or you think it's a narrative we don't need? I think it's kind of lame. Kind of lame. Yeah, guy's been out for five years. I I think he, it's probably just gonna get his butt whipped. <laughs> yeah, it's, it'd be funny. I think it, you know it'd be fun to see in a sense, but you know, like you guys said, maybe it's a tired narrative at this point. Um, the last one I have for you guys here is Jaguar players will receive a fantasy production boost with Foles at quarterback, replacing the legend Gardner Minshew. Foul or no foul? I, I think that Nick Foles might actually be a qu- good quarterback and their schedule is really nice. So it could happen. But I bet that the locker room's a lot less fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, now, when we talked about this a couple weeks ago, you guys said that this wouldn't happen. Yeah, I'm annoyed. Gardner Menchu's better. <laughs> he's better for the brand, he's better for the team. Oh. Who cares if they win or lose games? Let's just let's go. Gardner Menchu. Let's get him back. In Literally, there. we were we were like, 
you know, we mentioned a bunch of quarterbacks like where this is the one that's definitely he's not getting benched. Like, come on, man. Like he's got this, you know, media hype beast behind him. No way. And then he's benched. <sighs> yeah, I don't know if it's, in. it's not going to be bad for the guy for the team. I guess it'll be fine. Sometimes it's really annoying how much just like money matters because I don't I don't see another real reason for this. Right. Like the reason is because you paid Nick Foles. It's just annoying. This is true. We'll see if it plays how it plays out, man. It's nice for them, though, to have like Minshew just sitting there like they know that, you know, worst case scenario, things get crazy. We got this quarterback who we could just bring right up. He'll do the job. He'll commercially sell, you know, butts in the seats. It's a good problem to have for Jacksonville, I guess. And maybe they want to see what they have in folds before they, like, try to move on or something. You know, maybe they want to see if he's a dramatic difference maker over Minshew or I don't know. I'm trying to make sense of it. (laughs) Trying to make sense of it. But it's happened. All right. That's all I have. Let's go ahead and close this bad boy out. Let's do show and tell. Do you guys have anything to show and tell today? Anything? I've got a question. Okay. At, at what point, like, I, I have a spider bite. <laughs> at oh. what point do I have to go to the doctor? Oh, man. Are you That's sure? That's a Google question. That's not a Josh and Adam question. Hey, we are not doctors. Why are you trusting us? I'm not looking at these pictures on the internet. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Just go to the doctor. I don't want, man, I'm busy. Well, then wait for it to get infected and, like, be really bad. Man, you know how many people have said they had a spider bite and it turned into, like, MRSA and stuff? Oh, God, don't tell me that, Neil. Like, yeah. all of them, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, pretty sure. It's one of them. Great. I think it's every person who's ever gotten a spider bite. <laughs> That's happened so many times from people that I've heard. Like, it's crazy. They're like, yeah, I had a spider I mean, bite. it's like everyone, right? Yeah, for real. So, Dude. and I'm sure if you Google it, it's going to tell you that. It's going to tell you that or AIDS. So I would go to the doctor. Yeah. Like, I'm sure I can go all the way to the worst case scenario on WebMD. Oh, WebMD will take you to AIDS or cancer for anything at all. So, no, for, for a spider bite, oh, it's way worse than that. Yeah. Man. It's like full body paralyzation or something. Yeah. You know, never going to walk again. Gonna He's going to be like, all right, um, that's a spider bite. Yep. Yeah. Write it out. Surprisingly, my brother had um, he had something on him that was itching him, and he thought it was just like a bug bite or whatever. And then I think he did go to the hospital or a doctor or whatever, and they said it was like I want to say they said it was a spider bite or something. I forget what what started it, but it did turn into like MRSA or something. And they just gave him like some kind of antibiotic stuff, and like he thought it was like a really big deal. And like ah, it's not as big as a deal as the media makes. And I'm like, yeah, right. Like don't listen to that doctor, please. Just take the stuff you gotta take because there's been some ugly cases with that. But Josh. Hey, man, you're rolling the dice. Me and Adam are not doctors. We are not approving any of the advice we give you. Maybe there's a Do you a know how there. hard it is for someone in education to take a day off? Do you know how hard that is? No, you just get one of those sweet substitutes. No, they, they no, they're terrible. They're terrible. <laughs> you get sweet substitute teachers, man. Make every kid so happy they walk in. Like, oh, man, Mr. Crown and I here, man. Oh. There will be fights in my room. That will happen. <laughs> That's how you guys get down, huh? Fighting the substitutes. Yeah. I mean, they they won't be fighting the sub; they'll be fighting each other. Oh, okay. And the sub will be like maybe seeing it, maybe not. Yeah, man. I don't know, man. My, my, can you like pop it or something? Let's just <laughs> no. drain it. Drain it right now, live on the air. <laughs> That's so gross. Let's see how this plays out. I have no tolerance for looking at gross things. 
Like when a kid even takes off a band-aid and shows me what's underneath, I come unglued. Oh man, this is not good. Adam, you think you should just pop that bad boy and just see what happens? No, dude, why are we still talking about this? Like, why why are you gross, dude? Stop. You don't want him to get it. All right. We're trying to help I'm, our friend. You don't want to help totally him? On board with Josh here. Uh, My wife which... told me she read some symptoms and they were things like, Do you have pain in your stomach? And like I it's just it's just a bite. It's just the bite. It hurts. Uh, uh, Josh, a take, take a picture and share it on Twitter. I don't think we're gonna do that. No, that's a good idea. Twitter no, doctors. No, no, no. There's some Twitter doctors no. out there. Yeah, dude, people on Twitter are really smart. I'm sure you'll find a doctor <laughs> who like will give you their opinion for free. Yeah, do it. It'll definitely not be bad at all. Right. And before okay, we get sued, let's move on. Adam, do you have any show and tells? You know, it's funny. Um, I came I with thought of one, and then I was like, I think I've already talked about it. <laughs> so you'll have to tell me, and I bet you guys won't even remember. So that'll be fun. You start. Um, we'll tell you. But, uh, I mean, I know I suggested the podcast Two Bears, One Cave on here, and a lot of people seem to love that. And uh, one of the uh, Two Bears, Burt Kreischer, has a YouTube series. Uh, it's a cooking series called Something's Burning. Have I brought this up before? You, yeah, yeah, you have so. brought it up. Yeah. I thought so, too. So I got nothing for this week. That's that was a last-minute thing that I thought of that I couldn't remember if I've talked about before. That's fine. So, yeah, I'm sorry. I dropped the ball. I did not have a very No, it's cool, man. If you don't, you have any bites or bumps or anything? No. No, no, okay. no diseases, oh, no uh, infections, uh, <laughs> no abnormalities. Um, there's nothing that's seriously wrong with me as an individual except for my personality. Yeah, but I'm sure if you tell me something, I can find it on WebMD. I can I can conjure up something good. So if you don't have nothing, let me know. And if you have a cough, I'll figure out a deadly disease for you. Um, I did I did get a cut on my hand. Uh oh. Uh, you know what cuts? You know staple. what they? Ooh, you know what those lead to, right, man? Uh, probably. Probably something real serious. <laughs> Mercy. Yeah. Mercy. yeah, probably. Everything. I'm going to lose my hand. Thanks. Great. It's good. It's great. My show until this week is actually just something that I I saved some money today, man, guys. I, I called my cable company and I was like, hey, cut all these fucking channels off. And so I did that and I feel good about it. I cut my bill like literally in half. And you know why I did that? You know what my inspiration was? That every time my kids turn on the TV, all they do is watch YouTube. And I said, what the fuck? Do I pay for all these channels? Because I certainly don't watch all these channels. I'm thinking I'm doing my kids a solid, right? Giving them all the cable, all the options in the world of the cable. And these fuckers, every time they grab their remote, YouTube, 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 YouTube. So I'm like, you know what? We're just going to cancel everything. Get down no, to the bare minimum. Is, and I saved a bunch really, of money. And I'm proud of that. It's really interesting. Um, both my nephews, all they do is watch YouTube as well. Josh, is that the same with your kids? Yeah, like a, a small, That's so interesting, small number of movies and YouTube. It's crazy. It's YouTube, right? It's YouTube. Like n- none of them watch TV shows. No, like we go over to Grandma's house and she's like, "So what does Sam like to watch on TV?" And I'm like, "Oh, I'm not about to explain YouTube." <laughs> yeah that's so interesting but that's that's so true of both my nephews as well my niece is not really old enough to have an opinion over what she watches yet but yeah i mean that's that's really fascinating that the culture has shifted that much and it, it huh yeah they do watch some tv shows some movies but like generally the first action is youtube and half the time it's to watch somebody open a toy or to play with a toy or 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 a grown ass man to make a show for children and rap and stuff like that. So 
yeah, some weird stuff out there. Some 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 millionaires out there off of my kids for sure. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting thing. So I was like, yeah, let me just save some money. I cut my bill in half. I felt kind of proud. So this is my old man dad shit that I'm showing off today. I felt good about That's it. That's right. Go turn down the thermostat too, and you will feel better than ever. No, I can't do that. Well, I turn I turn the AC down to like sixty eight every night. That's that's my sweet spot. Is that ridiculous? In Florida, I'm I'm guessing that takes some work to yeah, get to sixty. It does. It does. It takes all day, but it gets there. <laughs> <laughs> Before we close this out, Adam, I need you to read your last tweet. Oh God, this this bit. <laughs> this has uh, become a thing. It's a thing now. So you should prepare. Oh, this is a thing now. Oh, I hope I don't become self conscious and like start thinking about it. You you actually might have to pull it up because okay. I don't have my phone near Not me. Not a problem. And my computer is taking way too long. So Josh, somebody, you want to pull it up, Josh? find me on Twitter. Let's do this. You got it, Josh, or you want me to get it? This is my high I'm quality scrolling. I'm scrolling through the, re- the retweets. Oh, man. It would have been so great if I remembered this and just tweeted, fuck you, Neil, like while we were doing the podcast. Nah. No, it would be it's only perfect. But... As long as he's surprised. Yeah. No. I don't know how it keeps working. <laughs> I don't think about it. Oh, what do you got, Josh? What did you find Is a Christian McCaffrey tweet. It says, imagine thinking this was a debate. Oh, man. And it is between McCaffrey and Saquon. That can't be that the first. Last no, that week. was last week. This week. That was last week. Look, no, oh, he responded. Really? That was a while back. He responded to Elliot Chris today. Let's see what we got oh, here. That's true. I did do that. Yeah. <laughs> so we got uh, Elliot Chris talking about best ball. Shout out to Elliot over at the Quant Edge. A good a uh, friend of ours here, a friend of the show. And he was talking about, let's see, Elliot said the best ball championship may be decided by the last person to still have eight players active. And Adam said, I looked at my top scoring teams and only 10 players and healthy and relevant. FML. That's the kind of stuff you <laughs> That's get. That's true, though, man. It's tough looking back at best ball teams because you're like, oh my God, this team is like one of my highest scoring teams. This is awesome. And then you look at it and you're like, how is this one of the highest scoring teams? Because it's just decimated by injury. And yeah, I mean. My teams are decimated by Rashad Penny. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it really makes you realize that, you know, best ball is really just about hitting on those huge players that have those blow-up seasons and like the misses they basically they almost don't even matter like if you can have enough huge hits because i'm having a pretty successful best ball season and there are plenty of duds in there and yeah it's it's interesting that uh with how many injuries there are that like you can even get a starting lineup in each week so if you enjoy reading Adam's tweets, you can find him at the other FF guy. If you enjoy it as much as we do, you can also find our boy Josh here, Cowboy Josh at JC Crocker. Latest article out, Josh. You know it, man. You know it. Who's the cover boy? Brian Hill. Brian Hill. As though there could be anyone else. That's true. I like that you got these cover boys, man. It makes sense. He usually has that tweet pinned, folks. Go find it at jc crocker you can find me at clock dodgers on twitter instagram all those good locations please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you're like me and sometimes you stream podcasts instead of actually subscribing please subscribe we're not good people when we do that so please go subscribe if you want to help us and don't know how you can share the podcast you can leave a review those are the two ways to help us out for free right guys 
You Please can, leave you, a review and put Neil in his place with this crew business. Listen, we're at 88 reviews right now. I want 100 so bad. So if people can like leave some reviews, let us know you like Neil and the crew. It's perfect. Literally, if you if we just get a bunch of five stars review that say Neil and the crew rock, I'll, I'll be happy with that. Anything just remember the my crew. super cool new nickname, the Chicago Kid. We got Chicago Kid Adam. We got Oklahoma Cowboy Josh. And we got me, Neil. This is my crew. And I'm just... Florida man, Neil. No, no. We can't do Florida Yeah, Florida man, man, Neil. We got it. Florida man. Figured it out. Let's go. Close it out. Hey, shit's not sweet over here at Clock Dodgers, Adam. Shit is not sweet. Just remember that. Everyone, be kind. Be great. Keep dodging. If you have a family relying on your income, you need life insurance. But finding the best quote shouldn't take a lifetime. That's where Policy Genius comes in. In minutes, Policy Genius could save you 50% or more simply by comparing quotes from America's top insurers. Once you apply, the Policy Genius team handles all the paperwork and red tape. To save on life insurance and get protection for you and your family, head to policygenius.com today.